That's perfect. Now, why are you excited to be here tonight? Because I'm just excited. Yeah. No other explanation. Now, I do believe, tell me the truth. Is it uh, true that your dad has a ringside seat but didn't get you guys ringside seats? That is true, but it's because of his YouTube channel, okay? It's his YouTube, okay? Her dad's an influencer. Let him go, guys. Hey guys, check this out. I am officially now sponsored by Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink made to give you focus with no crash. If you guys are like me, you're always needing a burst of energy, especially with one with no crash. Dubby contains vitamins, amino acids, a nootropic, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. It keeps me awake with no jitters, guys. Check it out. Merch link is in the bio. Dubby. Everybody, this is the sessions with J Cal. My name is J Cal, and we are here live from the uh studio, if you will. We're gonna talk to our guest Joe, who joins us right here. What's up? What's up, people? How are you? Ignore all the awkward grunting and, and uh, noise that you hear in the background. Oh, there we go. I dropped out. Are we good? Are we good? 
Yeah, we're good. We're good. So we're live. We're here on uh, YouTube.com forward slash the Alliance blog talking to Joe the, Joe Kimbrough of uh, Black Flag Fighting. And uh, you're you're doing some kickboxing tonight, right? Yes, sir. We, we uh, just finished up our class right now. Our last class. Of the I love the, uh, the background noise, man. That's all. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. in the work right now. Grown men grunting. <laughs> there it is. It's one of our big boys going to war. Uh, he'll be going to war this Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it's that card going into uh, what is it, the IKF West Coast Classic. Uh, we have about, I want to say, seven to nine fighters going in. Wow. So big, it, big now- day for them. Is that a, is that specialized combat like for just Muay Thai or or what what is that specifically for? So we got a PMT, which is our just my chip. Oh, shit. All right, sorry, excuse my language. Oh, you're good, man. You're Have a good night, kid. Um, what am I getting you? This. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, PMTs are uh, point Muay Thai fights. They're. Uh, I like to call them glorified sparring matches. Okay. Uh, so they go out there, fully padded up. They're not throwing elbows uh, or knees to the head, so it's pretty much amateur rules. Gloves, shin guards, mouth guard. Um, you know, keeping it fair. They're meant to be technical fights, stuff that helps build the sport up, help build technical fighters. Um, you know, they're a good way to work your way into the ring or the cage, wherever, you know, you plan on going with your you know, your career, where we, you know, if it's so, just a hobby. So, is it, so this is kind of like, um, like you said, sparring, um, kind of like a, just just practicing to get to that next step, but it's a competition. Yes, basically, that's how I see it. I, I tell my guys, even fights, it's just, just glorified sparring stuff we do every day, you know. It's just, I see it as sparring with a winner, you know. There's no real knockouts. You're letting people decide uh, who was more technical, who was a cleaner fighter, who was uh, putting most effective aggressiveness into a fight, you know? Okay. So, and then we have, uh, like I said, I think we have seven guys, seven fighters there. So, excuse me. So seven fighters going into that, and then I have three um, of my male fighters going into uh, amateur full contact fights. So there'll be... Uh, Gloves, shin guards, head gear, and elbow pads. They'll be able to throw uh, punched knees, elbows, all of that fun stuff. Uh, have a good night, Matt. So, you know, we're looking for a couple victories. We got one debut. Um, that was a big guy you heard pounding away in the bag. <laughs> and then uh, we got two other guys returning to the ring after uh, a good fight. So, so, so like, and, and they're, they're part of the, the black flag fighting right there that's like that's your yeah those, those are my kickboxers all all of them they've all um either started training with me uh most of my youth students have started from like scratch with me i've trained a couple of them um when i was at other places so you know we know each other from there and then i got some new fresh blood that's you know ready to rock and roll have some kids that are uh i fought say about a year ago and i got some just going in for the first ones my favorite ones are a little five and six year olds. Oh, just killers, bro! Straight monsters. I, I know a, I know an eight year old that's been training with you a little bit too. So, oh, yeah. she's getting there. She's getting there. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. She's got she's got some fire. Hey, her name's Piper for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. I know. 
of course. I, I couldn't not, you know, realize that. That's two and two together. <laughs> so let's let's talk a, a little bit about pro wrestling because this is kind of a wrestling podcast. But uh, you know, when when uh when my wife introduced me to you, because um, she also trains at your at your is it dojo? Is that the right term? Uh, let's call it gym. Academy. Gym. Yeah. Academy. Yeah. I I, I want to get the vernacular right. So when when uh, when I first met you. I was blown away by how your coaching technique, it reminded me so much of, of high school wrestling and all that stuff. And, and we'll get more into that in a bit, but she told me that you're into pro wrestling. I'm like, Oh man, you got to come on and, and talk some wrestling with me. Oh, man. So, so what's your era? When did you start watching pro wrestling? Uh, I was born in 88. So probably like the early nineties, so about 92, 93. My okay. uncles just watched it. Go in the garage, or you're fixing the car, and just like you know, just watching wrestling. You're watching fucking uh, what's uh, I'm spacing right now, so I don't want to sound like a nerd or a moron for the wrestling fans. Don't uh, worry, they, they they we're all nerds, so don't don't worry about that. We accept it. I just uh, sound like a moron. Um, <laughs> I just just. Well, '92. I'm thinking that was like uh, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, the Big Boss Man. Yes, sir. Yeah, like you know, the, the, the vintage era, the good era. That was like my golden era for wrestling. There, have a good night, kid. Yeah, like you know, um, yeah, it's been. I, it started then, trickled on and off. You know, growing up, some days you didn't have cable, some days you do. <laughs> so, no, I, I, I hear you. That. But uh, yeah, I think I really got into it when. Um, I'd say the Attitude Era, towards the end of the Attitude Era. Okay. You know, I was a monster uh, WCW fan. Always watching Monday Night Show. Sometimes you got to, you know, it's nighttime, so, you know, you're supposed to be in bed. You got the TV picture turned all the way down to black, you know, just enough to hear it with your head by the bed. Yeah, that's it, you know? I got and just hearing, hearing uh, Hoot Toot Guerrero, all those monsters, you know? That was my oh. day. Hooventude, Yeah. I, I tell people famously all the time, if it wasn't for the WCW cruiserweight division, I probably would have stopped watching wrestling. You had guys like you said, Juventud Guerrera, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, uh, even Chris Jericho for a while. Billy Kidman. Billy Kidman. Jesus, you know, like those guys made me. That was the reason. Like, yeah, you got these big guys that can wrestle, throw each other around, power bomb and left and right, but. These dudes are doing amazing things off the top ropes, you know? It's like you, they're walking the wire and fucking somersaults and fucking turkey It's like, dude, that's fucking insane. Like, like we goof around here, but there's no way I'd get close to even trying something like that. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know, man. You've got, you've got like, the uh, the right body size for that. If you ever decided to do a career turn, you know, I mean. Uh, I, I Trust me. Like, for, I think it was until I was, like, 15 I always thought, you know, I can make it. Then I saw that, uh, that uh, was it, the NXT, or before it was NXT, it was um, the Next, I believe, just Next, yeah. Yeah. before they went fancy with it, you know, all uh, yeah, yeah. new age. But yeah, it's like, dude, you can you can wrestle, you know, you can train to wrestle, and like you can go out there and show you shit. That's some dope shit, you know. I would always want to do that. Like I took high school wrestling because I thought it was gonna be like some transition to like you know, but now I just got my ass beat. It's different. Same. <laughs> no steel I, chairs a lot. <laughs> I walked in. I walked into my high school wrestling gym, and I was like, "I'm here to wrestle." And 
where's the ring at? And uh, people looked at me like I was a freaking moron. Like, well, we don't run the ropes? Wait, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, see Kurt Angle pull Angle lock off. You try that high school wrestling, you get kicked out. Yeah. What is this? Like, that, cro- did that last night. Like, what was that? Like, <laughs> you know, so, so WCW and the in the Attitude Era for WWF WWE, and then uh, we were talking a little bit. You were watching uh, some Ring of Honor, some AEW, oh, some man, Lucha I, Underground. I Lucha Underground was my thing for like a couple of years. Right? Yeah. Found I kind of got tired of the whole like WWE era, like the sure. new stuff. It just got too melodramatic, and then it got too PC. Yeah. Like, you know, my thing was all the crazy ass skits, like from fucking, you know, before we went, uh, before we came WWE, you know, you, you had fucking lead in edge in the ring, you know, and they got a big ass <laughs> fucking bed and shit, you know what I mean? Val Venus coming out with his heart on, you know what I mean? Under that talent, his actual heart, you know, that's the shit that like got me, that kept me, you know, or my, the famous one, the storyline that I paid so much attention to, Mark Henry. And uh, May 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 Young, Young. Uh uh-huh, the little fucking hand baby. (laughs) That was my shit, dude. Like Stone Cold whooping Booker T's ass in the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like, like you can't do that now. You do that shit now. It's you know, it's nothing. But um, after I got away from that, I dove into um, uh, what is this? Yeah, you know, Jello Championship Wrestling. That shit was entertaining for a bit. You know, nobody was harder than those guys. And, like, because a lot of people don't realize, you know, ECW ushered the way for these dudes. And, you know, they kind of kept that same flow. Yeah, it was backyard wrestling, but no one did it better than those guys. So so you were watching a little bit of – where were you watching that, like, on YouTube and stuff? Oh, that oh, dude, that was at that super late night. You're like – 11 or 12 comes on midnight spike tv or uh, some random ass channel at the time i missed all that but uh when you got into lucha underground what was who were some of the talents that you liked there oh um he goes by his uh prince puma was the man no he goes uh king ricochet now i believe yeah 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 that that dude uh dude Vampiro was an announcer and Vampiro. then he came out and then he started wrestling and bro that just like that took me back right there like seeing him as a kid monster you know what I mean that's the dude who's like I'll wrestle anybody I'm not gonna wrestle Vampiro like hell no you know <laughs> and then he came on Lucha Underground it's just the announcer then they brought him into a full match and just Jesus, it was beautiful, you know. Uh, I, I think he was feuding with like Pentagon Black at the time, right? Yes, yes, Pentagon Black. Um, Jesus, like that that show. Uh, Black and then I think of his. Uh, they brought him over to. Uh, I can't think of his name. Spacing, Matt Striker. Matt Striker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so he popped over and like you know, just seeing some of these familiar faces. I think towards the end of their season, they brought in uh, Ray Mysterio back, and you know, like I said, like these companies bringing in like lucha style and just keeping shit is amazing. You know, what what I really dug about Lucha Underground is that they brought in uh, Blue Demon Junior. 
And a, a lot of people don't know this, but Blue Demon Jr. like was only there for a couple of shows. And I guess they had a contract dispute or was hurt or something. And uh, Alberto El Patron uh, wrestled as Blue Demon with the mask on. No, I remember that. that. I, but, uh, I knew that because I was like, no, there's no way these two dudes. Like you can, for me, it was like I the build. You can tell. Like I know the way to wrestle. <laughs> That's clean right there. You want to you want to wear this on the 14th or uh, on the fourth? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> Should I go looch it out? No, I got I got, I got an old Timor Dragon one too. Oh, the dragon! That's my guy right there. Dad, that's. I'm just talking. I'm like, I'm We gotta get my 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 buddy Sweet Lou in here. You, so you can jump on. It. I don't know. We got like miners in here. On the, so we might not. Uh, lose, lose not for the kids. Uh, He's right. like Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the you know they they do have a, a parental guidance on the channel, so I I think we'd be all right if you want to jump in. If not, we're we cool. we need like some like mature guidance. Raised, <laughs> those ratings would be raised right away. Because Have a good night, brother. Completely vulgar. Have a good night, kid. <laughs> Yeah, so, this is so why we're not allowed to leave him in charge of anything. <laughs> when you were watching Lucha Underground, who were some of the you know you, you said Van Piero and and Penta and uh, later Rey Mysterio. Oh, and you said uh, Prince Puma. What did you think of guys like Willie Mack or Brian Cage? It kind of broke the mold of of the smaller guy, and you had some big beefy dudes in there, but were able to move around like luchadors. Oh, dude, that was amazing. Like you. It, for what, like I said, what what killed it for me was wrestling. Kind of went back to big guys that just were big guys, and you know they didn't really yeah. do anything interesting. I'm gonna pick you up and slam you. That's it. Yeah, you had John Cena come out. I will I will have to give Brock Lesnar his you know piece de resistance on that uh, shooting star press that he almost killed himself with. Like, <laughs> you talk about that WrestleMania man. one with the angle, right? Bro, I watched that in like agony. Like I know he's done for after that. And but like you know that that showed me like that's what I loved about the sport. It's like you get a big dude like that, <laughs> jacked, but uh, shooting star press. And if you if you watch that, he shot that off cleanly. You know he just didn't unfortunately didn't get the full rotation. That that yeah. launch was beautiful. We and we, we watched that. We watched that with like twelve people over at my house, right? And we're all just eating and drinking and having a good time. And it was, you know, that was the main event. That's what everyone came for. They wanted to see, you know, Kurt Angle and uh, Brock Lesnar. And homie's up there on the top rope, and they're like, wait, man, he doesn't look right. And he, like you said, it landed cleanly. He just didn't get enough rotation into it. But whew, the whole room went silent. Like, you could hear a, a pin drop. And thankfully, he was all right. But, man, he could have died. He could have died in the ring, man. Could you imagine that? Like. Sadly, like I've seen matches, you know, the ones that they don't show, like you have to find them. Unfortunately, you have to find them, but like you'll see those matches where that guy is, you know, he's out or he's gone. Yeah. And they have to continue the show. And I'm just like, fuck, oh, dude. And if you don't understand, you know, they're doing this for our entertainment. You know right. what I mean? It's like, and you're, you're, yeah, I get, we get the critics and the fans and we just want to bash, but it's like, dude, these dudes are 
I'm not gonna lie that their bodies are more broken than ours. You know, being a fighter, where my goal is longevity when I fight. Yeah. These guys break their body on a daily to put on a show for people like us. You know. So it's it's just it's it's a good thing to see. You know, um, humbling. You know. Cause it's like it, that takes a lot of control. You got a big dude that can pick you up and he's slamming you. Yeah, I get you know we we get what wrestling is, but to take that power and not be able to really hurt somebody, you know what I mean? The way that you know these shots could land hard if they oh, wanted yeah. to. If they you know if they decided to you know get more aggressive with it, these things could be you know painful. You know, there recently was some footage coming out of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, where uh, one of their guys got kicked in the face and it looked like, you know, accidents happened in the ring. This didn't look like an accident. And afterwards he beat the living shit out of the guy. I mean, like he threw him over a table. He just, he, he was pounding on him. And, and it, you know, you, you can see when they, you know, kind of pull back that punch, he wasn't pulling anything back. He was just going to town on this kid. Yeah. So, no, they, I've they, seen that. And it's like, like you, like you say, you can see when the punches are pulled or when the accidents happen, but you can also see when the, like, you know, when the pain sets in, when some of these guys, you know, they miss that shot, they, they you know, one micro slip. You've got to be calculating this. It's, it's insane, you know? Yeah. What, like so I, I still want to get my ass out there one time, just give it a try. But In a pro wrestling uh, ring? Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe like an amateur wrestling ring. Don't, don't put me up there with that. Uh, hell no. well, I know my limits. I know my limits. <laughs> they're indies they're indies literally all over like even there's a there's a show coming next saturday in hemet uh west coast oh, I, I keep screwing up the name wcwc and they're literally literally at the uh at the um this is the, the high school oh yeah okay yeah yeah damn it's the same it's on the fourth on huh? same day i'm fighting no that's a different know. one there's one on the 28th, and it's it's going to be happening over at the Derby in, in Hemet. Oh, it's on See, yeah. all the good stuff comes to town when I'm leaving. Anytime I'm not in town, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what. Yeah, the wheelhouse. Yeah, that's what he's telling me right now. The wheelhouse. The wheelhouse. Yeah, I want to go. I need to go check that out. I think the last. Oh, uh, I saw. Wasn't much. It was just like a little lucha when we went to uh, Rosarito. Oh yeah, you know we, we, we just passed by. It wasn't. It wasn't like you know. It didn't get to see a big show, but we saw some guys. You know, tossing around, having some fun out there. I went uh, last year. No, twenty twenty one. My buddy and I went down to um, Tijuana and watched some of the lucha libre from the uh, auditorium, like the legit, like crazy the Tijuana space. crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was it was rowdy, but it was it was fun. Uh, it was the first show post COVID, you know, post the lockdowns for them. And the fans came out, and they had just amazing, just everything kind of gelled well. It's funny, we like Willie Mack was there. We were talking about him. Uh, a lot of uh, not not Penta, obviously, but a lot of luchadores uh, very similar to to Penta and and guys like that, like a Vikingo, the guy who's basically your size, your size. And he flies around the ring. There's a guy bigger than me that flies around the ring. I mean, it's 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 a fun show. If you ever have the opportunity, if you're ever down in TJ, you should take a look at one of those shows because they're they're amazing. Would you say we're going to TJ? Is that is that what I heard? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not, not going to shy away from tacos and lucha. 
Yeah, tacos. See, there you go. Tacos and lucha. Uh, in fact, I, Don't make that I face. Might, we know you're not allowed in Mexico, Lou. I might be going to. I might be going to Mexico City to check out uh, the the NWA is doing a. Um, well, I don't know if you knew this, but the owner of the NWA is Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins, right? And he is doing a music festival in Mexico City. The world is a vampire, and during that 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 uh, festival, in the middle of the festival, they're going to do some wrestling, and it's going to be the NWA versus AAA Lucha Libre. And I'm like, man, man, I have frequent flyer miles. I have, uh, I have some hotel points. You put some on the company card. I think we can do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just yeah, kidding, Lou. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, what was the last? No, it's been it's been years. Yeah, it's been a good while since I've actually seen some like live in person. Uh, the one I wanted to go to, I missed it, and it was um, in San Diego. They did, a, I think, at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. They did, like, concerts, and they did tacos in the park and lucha, and I was like, bro, tacos and lucha? Like, how am I missing these things? I, you you let me know when you when you want to go, and I'll, I'll chaperone you. I know those guys. We can get down there. We get we get good stuff. They'll, they'll take care of us. Bro, I'm down. Let's do it. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We'll, we'll we're gonna do that at some point. I took the I kids actually. Clear that with HR. They'll let you get away for a couple of days. All right, it's just for an <laughs> afternoon, just one night, you know. Uh, we we actually took the kids to a show in Arizona just uh, last last week, two weeks ago. Right, and uh, they they hadn't been to a show before. At least they weren't old enough. The last time that they were at a show, they were babies, and uh, they got a kick out of it. I'm sitting there watching because I was sitting there. Uh, ringside and they were sitting up in the bleachers and I'm taking photos for, for the website and stuff. And then I'm looking at them and, and Piper and Claire, like fire, like play wrestling while they're watching it. They were getting into it. It was like, I could just see just like my childhood evolving right in front of me. It's like, wow. It's just That's like, awesome. uh, just like them. Just run the cycle all over again. It is. see that experience, you know? Yeah. My, uh, my mom had told me years, years after I had already been watching wrestling that her dad, who I never, I never got to meet. Uh, he passed away before I was born, but he would take her to the Grand Olympic Auditorium when she was a kid to watch wrestling. So this is like this whole watching wrestling thing is in my DNA. It's been going on for, you know, three generations now. I'm sure it will go after I'm gone too. So, oh yeah. So you got to get us a you got to get us a tag team match out there. Well, I can get you a tag team match. I'm pretty sure of that. But, no, no, uh, no. I'm not. We yeah, it's a tag team. We gotta do this together. We, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I know some people. If you ever like, and this is no joke. If you ever want to get into a pro wrestling ring? I know people that just will talk. We'll talk. But let's get back to let's get back to Joe. Let's get back to uh, Black Flag Fighting. How long have you guys been established out here in uh, the Inland Empire? Um. We started December 2020, right? November. November. Yeah. So we uh, officially November 6, 2020. Yeah. So our unofficial November 2020. Um, our official, we kicked off December, opened our doors. Um, but yeah, so about we're going on. We celebrated our two years this December. Um, yeah, it was we're there. in our our new space. Um, we started out in a smaller spot. This is our uh, 
That's our new section. Um, the other space, half the size. We were there six months and we were already 700 square feet, you know, and we had bodies in there and it got to the point to where, you know, it was just getting too crowded. We were right next to a small nail salon. We didn't have space. We moved over here uh, about six months in. We started looking for a new place. About four months after that, we got the, the new spot and you know, we opened up uh we had our what well, we had our one year anniversary party for uh Jim at our new place. And then uh yeah. So it's been it's been going. We had our one year uh anniversary for our, our gym is every uh July. So we just did our one year and now we're going on to uh yeah, July will be our second year in our new location that we're already is getting told is a little too small so it's not a bad problem to have but no you know prices and rent you know you might just have to hold classes in, in the street maybe you know <laughs> <laughs> you can dodge well, that... a car you can dodge a punch right <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean you you got that parking lot right there by the church they don't use it most of the time oh I'm, I'm just waiting for one of my guys to fall through the wall so we can secretly use the church yeah. <laughs> There it Accidents is. happen. You know, push kick. Oh, hey, you know, we'll fix that in a couple months. Yeah, there you go. So, tell me about the process of 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 training. You know, the the folks that come in there. Some of them are kids. Some of them are adults. Some of them have fight experience. Some of them have no experience. Uh, you know, I've talked to you. Like, I'm I'm kind of considering coming down there and seeing what I can do. But like, what's the process of getting somebody in there and 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 how do you develop them? How do you how do you figure out what they're here for? The biggest thing out of all of it, getting them here. I I get guys and people that talk to me. I want to fight. They get people. I I wear shirts and sweaters, and my car has our logo. So I'll go all around town shopping, whatever I do. Oh, can I get a card? Yeah, I've been wanting to try this for years. Some people scheduling timing. You know, but other people, it's just, you know, they, it's not something they're, they're dead set on. So it's not something they want right away. Yeah. Um, you get a lot of guys, like I said, I've had one guy blow me up for over six months, texting, calling the gym phone, you know, I'll be there. I want to be there. I want to do this. Came to talk to me one night. That was about two months ago. Haven't seen him since. You know, um, oh, we've had, yeah, we've had fighters, you know, guys that have fought before come in and like, I'm not, I don't brag. We're, we're, we're a humble gym. You know, we don't think we're the best strikers out there, but we do work hard. My guys know that, you know, we focus more on our technique. So a lot of people can't make it to the warm up. That's the hardest part. The hardest part about training here is our warm-ups and our exercises because my job is to make you tired. My job is to kill you <laughs> and break you down so that way, you know, if it does come down to a fight, you have this gas tank that you're building, you right. know. And so when you get to this level of, oh, I'm tired, go a little bit further. Yeah. Go go an inch past that. Yeah. One little bit. Let's just take another one, you know. And that's like a lot of our guys. We, we – I, I – stress them constantly everybody wants to go fast everybody wants to get here you know 
but you still have fundamentals. You got to build the house first. You got to build the foundation of the house, lay that ground, cement it in, dig it, like the foundation, plant, boom, and then you work your way up. You know, work on the simple things. You, I get guys that come in and want to do spinning back fists, spinning jump kicks. They don't know how to throw them properly. They just see them on YouTube so I can throw it. They practice them, but they don't know the right timing to use them. They don't know how to use them. They don't know the right range. I'd be five feet away and I'll get a guy that's trying to throw a jumping back kick. And I'm like, you know, you just like banned me. Now you're cooling me off a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but like I say, the, the process is just letting people work. You get a lot of gyms that micromanage. I, your first day here, I want to see what you know how to do. I want to see how you move, how your body moves, how this affects you and how punching <laughs> does this to you. You know, um, right. There's a lot of people. It's it'll come natural. One of your uh, natural one of your, reactions. One of your students right. just jumped on and said, uh, "The first twenty minutes is the worst." <laughs> that that's our that's our motto here. The first twenty minutes <laughs> is one of the hardest parts of this. Uh, like I say, I have grown men that have come in, started the warm up for their trial, get halfway through. Next thing you know, we see them grabbing their bags and walking out. It's not my job to keep you here. I can't force you to stay, but you know, if you want the work, you're gonna get the work. You know, so I, I, I swear, the first time I I came into your to your gym, I was watching you with the kids. It was with the kids, and I felt so much uh, reminiscent of my experience when I was training in high school wrestling, and I was one of those guys that had no idea what I was doing. I was completely out of shape, and I got my ass kicked every single day for three months, you know, the whole season, my, my entire freshman year wrestling was just literally getting my ass kicked on a daily basis. And, uh, but that's how you get better. That's how you, you get your conditioning. That's how you get your wind. That's how you get the experience. Um, and I'm sure that's, that's a lot of the foundation that you're building, right? Yeah. So I like, you know, uh, martial arts for me started as a kid, you know, Taekwondo here, karate there wherever i can get a free trial in wherever you know <laughs> my parents could pay the month off cool whatever you know some spots it was just me watching from the window going home mimicking that later on oh wow um high school i hopped into wrestling for i think i was there for six months three months actually training working with the weights in the weight room you know i went from one i think it was like fucking 105 110 soaking wet you know yeah and Bought me up to 145. Couldn't wrestle for a shit. You know, I was getting smashed left and right, but that's where I learned that, you know, the grind is real. You know, you want this, you're going to work for it. You're going right. to, you know, bust your ass. You're going to continue to push. And, you know, at the time I had, you know, amazing coaches. He like said, wrestling coaches are above and beyond. Um, I also had a small, little, tiny little football coach that uh, ran PE class. And he was the one that instilled in me, like, you know, just, Get through it. Yeah. What's going to happen at the end? You're going to go home, go to sleep. You're going to go home and rest. It's over at the end. It's over. So, you know, push yourself, work hard, get through it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah you can rest now, but you're just going to be more tired on the way through. Yes. Get the job over with, you know, call it a night, call it a night. You know, um, here, like I said, a lot of people like to rush through the process. They think... If I do it faster, I'm going to get it over with faster. No, if you do it faster, I'm just going to, that's just more reps you're getting in. <laughs> okay. I set the timer for three minutes. Oh, all right. We did 50 combos back to back. 
all right, that was about 30 seconds worth. Back to forth, you did 50 combos. Cool, give me another 300 since we got that extra time, you know? Right, right. Um, it's a process. Slow and steady wins the race. Um, you, you, you can hop in. I've had guys that, like I said, we don't boast about being stronger than anybody. We don't boast about being better than anybody. We just work. Um, my guys learn, you know, it's all about cardio. I'm going to push you until you're dead. If you can still stand, you can still throw your hand. You know, if right. you're not puking, you're, you're not, you know, you're not out of it. If you're not dead, you're not laying on the mat dead, you can still pick your hands up and throw, you know. Um, we can lose because someone's better than us, but they won't out cardio us. Hell no. <laughs> I've had I've had guys come in from other gyms and talk about how they, they do this, they do that. Friday nights are our uh, sparring nights here. So it's a little live, you know, we'll have some heavy rounds, some violent action, depending on, you know, where it's at. But like I said, we get these guys that come in from other gyms. Some want to show off and show what they're about. And then they get smashed, you know, that's, you know, and oh, that dude, you know, he wasn't throwing a lot, but he just kept throwing simple punches. One, two down the middle. Yeah, that's what happens when you get tired. Okay, how many spinning back kicks are you going to be able to throw when you're tired? That's right. Uh, none. How many straight punches can I throw? I can throw a thousand of these bitches because that's all I've worked on for hours on end. Straight punches. You know, um, a lot of it, we don't like to dive into the tricky, super technical spinning back elbows and jump knees. And I have guys that have been with me for two years that can't pull off a jump knee because we haven't showed them. Right. They know how to do it from seeing YouTube, but we haven't shown them the proper way. So they don't throw them. You know what I mean? Uh, then you get guys that come in. And I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. Okay. Show me what you got first. Can't make it through a bag work. You know, they're hitting the bag. Hands go down. You want to breathe. Hit the bag. Hands go down. Breathe. The way I see bag work is when you're on a bag, you're fighting somebody. Right. So your hands should train to come back to your face. Hit that bag. Come back. Protect. Hit that bag. Come back. Protect. But if you're dropping your hands, it's only going to help or hurt you in a fight. You know, um, we like to preach, you fight the way you train. So you fight however you shadow box. So if you're lazy shadow box, you're not going to know how to throw combinations. If you're lazy on your bag work, you're sloppy on your bag work, you're going to be a sloppy fighter, you know, if you're rushing through it. If you drill your technique sloppy, lazy, not putting your hands up, not doing that, you're going to be a shitty fighter. Yeah. If you spar half-assed, you're going to fight half-assed, you know? Yeah. So it you takes gotta... a lot to actually, like, pick up the mindset. We get, like I said, we get guys that come in. For self-defense reasons, I got one of my big guys uh, started with me. He didn't know how to throw a punch properly. He's never been in a fight. I was his first uh, sparring match when we started out. Just just me and him just moving around. And now the guy's been with me for two years, you know. And he's one of my guys that uh, I tell him all the time. You know, if you hunker down a bit more, got away from the partying life, you know, <laughs> you'd be a monster, you know. But... I don't, I don't like to force people into fighting. I don't like to tell people, hey, you know, why don't you come try out and fight? I hold fight tryouts. I do stuff like that, fight team tryouts. And again, none of it's meant to beat you up. None of it's meant for you to get hurt. You know, my job is to make sure you can deal with the training and then go spar a couple rounds. If you can push the training, you can stick with the training. If you can deal that, deal with that. You know, it's, everything else is going to be easier. You know, 
Training is the hardest part about fighting. Fighting is shit. That's the fun part. You get to go out and just release all that stress. I tell my guys all the time, the ones that are fighting, I can't wait to go see you guys fight somebody and hit somebody that's not me, that's not your teammates, you know, because there's not going to be any holding back. You right. know, it's going to just straight to the action, you know, and it's just it's going to be fun. I tell my guys before we walk out the ring, what are we doing here tonight? The same fucking thing we do every night in the gym. Kick each other's ass. We fight. We scrap. We get down, you know. And again, like, people hear that. They think, oh, you're, you're, you're swinging hard. You're throwing crazy. No. Our nights here are super light, super easy. We do have our nights. Like I say, our Friday nights. We do have the heavy Friday nights. Right. Where somebody is going to get hit with a body shot and go down. Somebody might catch a head kick. Somebody might leave with a black eye, you know. But again, that's not every night. If you go into gyms. Nowadays, uh, I don't mean this in a bad way to any other gyms that are watching. Don't take this whole and be like, hey, this guy said this. I don't care. You can come fight me if you want to. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've had a lot of guys that come in from other gyms. Oh, you know, my first day there, they put me in the ring and they made me spar this guy. I got the shit beat out of me. Yo, what do you mean? You shouldn't even be sparring anywhere near your first month at that, you know? Right, right. Oh, well, I went here, and they didn't really teach you how to hold pads. They didn't really teach you how to throw punches. A lot of places just want the money. A lot of places just want you to throw hands. Um, and like I say, guys come in here with that mindset of, oh, I know how to fight. Okay. Let's put on some gloves. Let's spar. Let's see if you know how to fight, or do you know how to throw your hands? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a big difference. A lot of people don't understand that difference when it comes to Fighting and throwing hands. Anybody can throw hands. But it takes a real man to go out there and fight. So, you know, like, you're standing in front of... I spar guys that are, what, 250? You know, 250 pounds, fucking six foot. Uh, I walk at, like, 160. If I'm in shape, cut weight for a fight, I'm 145. I'm still fighting these dudes. I'm standing right in front of them, chucking bombs. I, You know, it's... For me, it's the fact that I can do this and I know how to move. I know how to get away from these shots. I'm not going to get mad if I get clipped with a clean shot. That's the whole point. You hit me with a clean shot, I must not be doing something right. Right. You know what I mean? So a lot of people can't deal with getting hit. A lot of people see is getting hit is like, oh, well, I'm not learning. No, you are learning. What happens is if you get hit and you don't learn to block that, then yes, you're not learning. But if you get hit and realize, oh damn, my hands are down. What did you just? Did you just learn something? Did something right. just pop in your head? Okay, I got to keep my hands up. So you know, it's 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 a process. It's a slow, you know, uh, it's just slow. It's, it's it's climbing the stairs, one step at a time. You know, you, you can't skip the process. You can't skip the hustle. You can't skip the grind. It's all part of it. You know. And you said you have six or se- six or seven guys going to fight this weekend, and and you're going to be in their corner, I assume, right? Getting getting them ready to go, right? Right. So, we so have... how ahead, how does that apply when now on the opposite side, because you've got this big fight coming up on February the fourth? Who's in your corner, and, and what are you doing to get ready for that fight? How does because I know it's it's a different world when you're training. But then, but then you you have the whole spectrum flipped on you now, and now you're getting ready for fighting, and you're getting uh, you're doing more training uh, than you probably normally do to get ready for that fight. 
Yeah, it's a it's a big bump. Um, you know, try to get my work in when I can. Uh, mostly it's midday, and then uh, we have long nights here. You know, we end class. Take me a minute to hop on because we were in the finishing up a class, but normally we don't finish class till like nine fifteen. You know, you heard how loud it was at the end, and that was <laughs> just guys getting ready to leave. So that was around nine o'clock. So yeah. normally this place is shut down by what? 9.45, right about now, about this time, you get like the last couple stragglers or you get people that are just hanging out, chilling. Um, here, it's a big family vibe, so we kind of just let people chill. But while they're doing that, while they're shutting down from class, I'm wrapping up. I'm hitting pads with uh, the main man, Lou. Let me, let me show you that sweet Lou right here. That's sweet Lou. What's up, Lou? This is the man that runs everything behind the scenes. This is the man that email everybody. I don't do emails. But this, this the man sends all the fancy words. Um, but yeah, that that's my guy behind the scenes right there. None of this would be possible if he didn't believe in me. Um, he took the chance. Me and him ran <laughs> ran another place together. We helped him out, and things fell apart. And we could have just let the ship sink. Lou told me, "Hey, if you're all in, I'm all in, and we're here now, baby." Um, you know, none to change there. Would never change anything about that. Uh, but yeah, so that's my ADD scrolling on. That's so yeah, going point. back to like you know, um, me and Lou, we'll we'll stay for about another forty-five minutes holding hitting pads, and I send him home. The guys got a day job. Send him home. I'll get on the bike. I'll lift weights. I'll shadow box for another forty-five minutes to an hour. Sauna suit, just sweating it out. It all really depends on you know uh, what area i am i'm in right now uh we got a new opponent so uh i guess the other guy backed out of the fight or something fell apart no idea but uh got a new fight fight's gonna be at 165 so you know i got sick yeah that guy brian so, skinner yeah. from kingman arizona i find a lot of guys from arizona lately they must not like me um <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, it's I'm feeling comfortable right now. I was uh, walking around heavy, got sick. Unfortunately, uh, last week had shut down the whole gym. <clears throat> Haven't trained in a week, but I constantly. My thing is, I've always stayed active with my guys. Like I said, I don't tell people to do anything I wouldn't do. So right. if we're out there sparring, I'm going to be out there. I'm on the battlefield with my guys. Like we we spar Friday nights. I'm in the trenches with them. We spar Monday through Thursday. I'm here. You don't have a partner to drill with tonight. Here I am. I'm popping in. You know, and a lot of guys tell me, well, do you just want me to go? No, I'm going to work the drill with you. You know, I'm going to go yeah. back and forth. What's, you know, yeah, I know all this. I'm teaching you all this. But, of course, you know, what might it look like if I'm just like, yeah, just do the drill and I just stand here and hold these pads. You know, any yeah. any coach can hold pads, you know. But getting in there and working, um, I've learned from some really good coaches in the past. Um, just Visual aspect, some coaches I'm really fond of. Um, Fight Academy, Pasadena is a savant young. That dude has been like a major inspiration in the way I coach. Um, like I said, getting out there with your guys. That dude is a dog. He gets out there. I remember the last fight, he, uh, I think it was fight before he retired, unfortunately. Fortunate uh, ending for the guy that he fought. Just one big palm, broke the dude's jaw out cold. Ooh. And... You know, um, he retired shortly after, but he still coaches. He still grinds. He's up 
five, six in the morning, coaching his boxers, coaching his MMA fighters, you know, Muay Thai fighters, whatever it is. You know, that dude has been a huge inspiration to me. Um, coaches over at uh, CSA, Coach Kieran Fitzgibbons, that dude, um, I met him one time. I think it was uh, when I fought for WFC about two years ago. That dude right. is in the walking around, completely fangirled, screaming, <laughs> ah, can I get a picture with you? And he was like, <laughs> dude, so does that thing. Like, he could have been like, no, you crazy motherfucker, you know? <laughs> but he was like, yeah, come in, take the picture. I got that picture, and that was like the happiest moment of my life. And, you know, a lot of us talk about, you know, oh, if you're in town, whatever, stop by my gym. Dude, he asked me. He was like, hey, you know, come through. You know, we'll get some work in. Um, I don't know if you saw my fight, whatever. I didn't really, for me that night, I didn't feel like I did a lot. I wrestled a lot. I was a little frustrated. Uh, supposed to be an MMA fight or a Muay Thai fight. And the opponent wrote me, talked shit. Well, he thought he was talking to my gym. Uh, talking shit, didn't know I ran the page. And was like, oh, they lied to me. It was supposed to be a Muay MMA fight. I haven't been training Muay Thai. And I was like, bro, stop rolling on the fucking floor. Stop wrestling. That's all you got to do is stand up. We go to weigh-ins after I was like, fuck it, you know, let's let's call the promoter, make it an MMA fight, let's go, you know. A lot of it, um, my ground game, I wasn't a wrestler, you know, I wasn't a jiu-jitsu fighter, I had one submission win, um, I'm a striker, you know, that's what I do, that's my game. Well, and, and that's um, how you I win the that. fight, right? Yeah. That's how you win the fight, they stop No, no, I, I wrestled that kid, I, I fucking molly walked him, I fucking dragged him around the ring, I picked his ass up, carried him from side to side, and fucking <laughs> just mauled him. It's been done to me in the past, so I was like, you know what, I've been working with some monsters lately, you know, I've been actually wrestling, a lot of uh, wrestlers come and help me work, jiu-jitsu guys, and, you know, dragged him around the floor, just right, dogged him, you know, and pissed me off, the main thing that pissed me off was we were at weigh-ins, and this guy comes out in tight trunks. In tie trunks, and I'm like, are you serious? Next night, he comes out in tie trunks, too, for a fight night. He's ready to go tie gear up, and I was like, are you serious? Uh, and then afterwards, we got into a big old thing. Uh, shit, talk online, went back and forth, got mad. <laughs> I have a picture of uh, me picking up and slamming him. <laughs> and everybody's like, everybody commented, uh, that you can tell that this moment, he didn't want to be here anymore. Sure. Um, but my sponsor at the time, uh, United Fight Apparel, they uh, they posted the picture with the phrase that are you not entertained? And this guy, he went after them, started talking trash. And then he started talking trash to me after I was like, hey, that's not cool. So told him we could run him back anytime, you know, but <laughs> I'm with the shit. I'll fight anybody. I don't care. You know, it's, I live for the sport. This is what I do. I fight anybody in my weight class. Let me rephrase that for you guys that are like, "Oh, I'm not like 290. I'll come down and fight you." No, bro. No, 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 no. Michelle, my brother, you can fight. So, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle just asked in the comments, "Who was your favorite pro wrestler growing up?" All right. So, if we go to WCW, I'm gonna jump around here. Yeah. WCW, it was the tag team uh, Chronic. Oh, yeah, those are my guys right there. Just <laughs> those were the dudes. Um, Ryan Adams and, and uh, Crush. Yes, sir. Those are just just 
those were the dudes to be back then, you know, well, like Brian <laughs> Clark and Brian. Clark. They did them dirty when they came to the WWE, though. You know, like they had the, oh, yeah. about the Taker and Kane, and I mean that's Taker and Kane, so you kind of get it. But low rung on totem pole, you know. Yeah, it's a job you get. Uh, we jump into the WWE era. Had to say, I'm gonna go with Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was a man, bro. I was, I was in the friends' backyards, jumping off a roof, swanton bombing people on mattresses. And there are some nights you hit that little Brock Lesnar crank, and you, you, you miss a swanton, you hit the carpet. <laughs> you know, you're on somebody's rug in a backyard, and you got gravel under that. Yeah, you know, that, that wasn't fun. But, bro, I mean, just walking out all day, like, that was attitude to have right there. And then um, we go into the ECW days, I have to say, the king of it all, Sabu. Sabu, see, there you go, Sabu. Oh yeah, see, baby. I like it when you when you say something, and I'm sure I'm pretty sure you didn't know this, but Sabu was an NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. See, this this podcast we focus a lot on the NWA, and Sabu was a guy that held the ten pounds of gold. Terry Funk held the ten pounds of gold, obviously, <laughs> many many years ago. Chris Candido, Shane Douglas, Sabu, Candido, all I remember all, that dude. Which one? Chris Candido. That guy was amazing. I, uh, he, I, you know what? He was a guy that was very underrated because he was just straight up. And no, his thing was no gimmicks necessary. He just came out there and had good wrestling matches, banger after banger, if you will. But uh, yeah, Sabu was Sabu was my guy for a long time. In fact, uh, I went to a wrestling show. I think it was two years ago. Now it might have been last year, and uh, I, I literally went only to see Sabu. I have a, a 10 pounds of gold, the NWA, old NWA title. I've got this guy, and it's autographed Jeez. by oh. like, Harley Race, Ric Flair, Dan Severin, Ken Shamrock, Raven, uh, modern champions like Nick Aldis, Adam Pierce, uh, Dan Jack Severin, the man right there. And uh, and uh, I went to get Sabu to sign it, and homie no showed the the event. He just didn't show up. I was like, oh man. Uh, and it, yeah, he doesn't do a lot of uh, he doesn't do a lot of uh, shows anymore. Um, he's getting older, but uh, I really felt like I messed out on that one. But uh, so let's talk a little bit more about February fourth. We're just a few, like literally, like a week away. No, I mean, don't remind me. Don't you want to talk about it? <laughs> no, I don't care. I, bro, I, I live fight. I'm excited. The closer it gets, the easier it gets for me. My my thing is, I'm a waiter. I can't wait. I hate. I'm so impatient when it comes to fighting. Like uh, my last fight before COVID was 2020, and I think what we shut down. Everything shut down in March, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. January, yeah, January 11th was my last fight um, here at Saboba, and then we were heading up to, yeah, WFC, you know, they were shooting us up to Chumash, Santa Barbara, we were going up to Santa Barbara to fight, one of those casinos up there, Um, spent time, quality time, cutting weight, using work, you know, I work construction, so fucking, you know, it's exercise, extra exercise. Two by sixteens walking across the yard. You right. use a cherry picker. No, I can just haul these faster. You know, I need to work out. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. but um, 
yeah, I was about about two weeks, three weeks out or two. We were about a month out because it was supposed to be in April. Oh, they shut us down March. And April 11th, yeah. Because February 20th is when everything in California shut down and kids got sent home. Yeah. So a little shortly after that, you know, so I was, first was walking postponed. around at 145. It was postponed. And then after that is when they just said, nope, never mind. So, yeah, like. Unless it, you guys want to fight with masks on. Super heartbreaking, man. Like being at weight, being ready to scrap, ready to go. And then just being getting a phone call. On the drive home, I actually went out of town to go train with a couple of gyms. And uh, oh, on the drive home. Got the call. Hey, uh, I know you might be upset. The flights got canceled. The canceled world got shut down shortly after. Not gonna lie though, on the way home, pulled off that freeway, got me a milkshake. <laughs> Cried my eyes out on that Oreo milkshake on the way home. I mean, so, yeah, I what, get what it. What can I do? You know, it's nothing. There, there's nothing like that that type of situation is completely out of your hands and it's like it sucks because you put in the effort you kicked your ass you got yourself ready to go and then from circumstances outside of your control they just yank it from you and that's that you're right that is heartbreaking i completely understand how you felt in that moment so uh, i'm glad you're going to get your belt signed by sabu well no worse because worse for me it's it's about the same all right I met uh, I met the kids at Knott's Berry Farm with Michelle and and we went and looked at the uh have you have you ever been to Knott's Berry Farm and looked at that red barn building that's in the back? I don't think I have. I used to go there all the time. I was a hooky. So we, we just ran through Knott's. There there's a red building in the back. It's like a barn. It's called Jeffrey's Barn. And it was for Jim Jeffries, who used to be what they call a world famous pugilist, a boxer. But he also right. did fights, uh, you know, back in the 20s. And at some point, uh, not, you know, Mr. Not bought the gym that was in Burbank and literally had it rebuilt brick by brick in Knott's Berry Farm. And in that in that uh, in that building, when it was in Burbank, would host championship <laughs> fights, pro wrestling. You know, I mean, Luthez wrestled in that building. It's it has very like historical, uh, you know, prominence. And uh, now they just use it as a dance hall for kids, uh, you know, high school graduation dance. Damn kids like wrestle. That. They don't need to dance. No, they should turn it into I'm just a kidding. dance studio next door. Tell my sibling. We don't have to talk about that. started his training at five years old. See, start them young. Get them out there scrapping. You know, the world's a terrible place. I will know what to do when you need to do it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so February 4th, I'm ready. I, I get to, uh, like I said, new opponent, new weight. I don't have to cut this time. Pretty much get to fight at what I walk around at. Um, and that's yeah. at, at that 165 weight class. and uh, 165. Oh, yeah. My taco eating weight. <laughs> so you can chow down some carne asada as uh and you get ready for weigh-ins that probably means you get to wear your 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 walking street clothes when you go into weigh-in too right no nah, I'm, I'm stripping down i'm being my my under roof 
I'm gonna have some some special draws for my uh, weigh-ins. I always have something fancy, some unicorns, you know. <laughs> Jimmy Snooker. Oh, I'm not trying to get shut down, Lou. We gotta pay for that. Ninety-five, <laughs> baby. Four ninety-five. You gotta start that uh, that OF page. Well, hey, oh yeah. It's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you, Joe. I, I know you got some work to to get in, and and I don't want to keep you much later than we already have, but. uh it was a hell of a nice uh, conversation, talking some wrestling, talking what you have coming up here in the next few weeks, and and talking about black flag fighting. If if people want to follow you on social media, how can they do that? Uh, give us follow on Instagram and Facebook under Black Flag Kickboxing. Um, we are in the lovely town of Emmett, California. Nine two five four four is our zip code. Sweet. Uh, what are they? Building four thousand East Florida Avenue. Try to get all this in there. I can't. I'm terrible at advertising. I'm like the guy that didn't change my gym phone number until like six months after we moved in. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. If you're in town, Hemet, California, stop by Saboba Casino Resort uh, February 4th. Fights go down. WFC. It's going to be live MMA and Muay Thai. Um, yeah, come check me out. I'll be throwing what? hands, throwing feet, throwing knees. So is it is it going to be an MMA fight or is it, is it going to be? It's a, going to be a cage Muay Thai, so it's going to be okay. a Muay Thai fight in a cage. So awesome. even even worse for him. Um, yeah. <laughs> no thank you guys for all your time. I appreciate you, Alliance Blog. You stepped up, helped me out. Um, you just did amazing. I appreciate you guys. Check out the Alliance Blog. Don't sleep on it. Also, go get your heavy equipment checked out and buckets. For rent.com I, oh, look at you go man I, it's like i'm I trying i'm trying you, you trying. got a future in this i think i might i might i just might quit fighting just do podcasts all day oh, there just, it is i'm just gonna sit here and just talk probably after we hang up so just, all right man me talking <laughs> thank you guys you all have a great night stay blessed be safe all right thanks and that's uh that's joe the pachyderm you guys follow him on the socials and uh have a good night y'all we'll see you at the matches uh, uh, the Thanks for joining the stream. This has been a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode? I'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. before NWA Power. You can find us on social media at The Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are The Alliance.